What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens played the clock and spilled? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host. I am so honored to be joined by one of my absolute favorite children's entertainers. She has an awesome podcast called Good Words, and her name is Miss Lynn. Hey, Mr. Eric. I'm so excited to be here. I am really, really excited to have you. Our son Callum listens to your music every day. He's going to be starstruck when he hears this episode. You do a podcast too, isn't that right? I do. I My podcast is called The Good Words Podcast because I love good words. I love words that are fun to say and interesting and sometimes they take a little explanation. Yeah, I love good words and so I have a whole podcast about them. I'm always throwing some advanced vocab into a What If World episode without really any explanation, though, which is the less nice part of it, (laughs) which is why I appreciate that there are shows like yours out there that really take a word and explore it. And we have uh, sort of a new thing called the word bank or the imagination bank where kids, they can just let us know a word, you know, one or two words um, put together. A few weeks ago, I introduced it. There's been some confusion about how it works. So we're going to use one of those words today for our story. And we're going to use some good words as well from the Good Words podcast, too. Awesome. So many great questions that we're answering. And the first, we're going to hear from a listener named Tuvia. Hello, I'm Tuvia. I live in Nairobi in Kenya. I like magic and listening to my favorite singer, China McLean. And my question is, what if Mr. Eric met a mermaid who wanted to fly? Thank you. Great question, Tuvia. I mean, Mr. Eric meets all of the What If World characters when they're introduced. So even if I don't make a personal appearance in this story, I will be meeting them after all. Sure, here you are right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we have a good word (laughs) from Barnabas. So Barnabas suggests a tower, and he gave us lots and lots of cool descriptions for this tower that we might get into, but going with the imagination bank, we're just going to take the word tower and use his suggestions and and, and run with it. Excellent. So Miss Lynn, are you ready to get started? I think I am. I'm ready to jump into What If World and find out what if. (laughs) I am so excited. And I also have to say, you know, about... Tuvia's question. She was talking about her favorite singer, and I'm just so excited to have one of my favorite singers on the show today. Oh, Mr. And, Eric, you're the best. <laughs> and for folks that are listening, it, even if you don't like the What If World podcast, you should listen to the end because we're going to play one of Miss Lynn's songs at the end. But until then, let's find out what if you met a mermaid who wanted to fly and there was a tower. <laughs> Your story starts after a quick break. Alabaster Zero was keeping watch atop his lonely spy tower. 
staring through his lonely spinoculars for a crime, or really anyone doing anything, any reason at all to get out into What If World. As you might know, ever since his partner Farrelise had become president, he'd been feeling a little lonely. <sighs> Why don't these spinoculars ever reveal anything cool and interesting? I've just been staring through these. <laughs> These wings are so obstreperous. Obstreperous wings. That must be a crime. I, I actually don't know. Obstreperous sounds bad, though, to me. Uh, obstreperous just means that something is unruly and it makes things really difficult. These wings are... Ugh, they're ruining my plans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up here. Alabaster Zero was talking to a mermaid who just landed atop his spinoculars, wearing a pair of wings that seemed to be carved and stitched together from things she found in the sea. Uh, you are a mermaid. Why do you have wings? Because I have a dream to be the first merperson to fly. Well, that's a really uh, lovely dream. However, you know, there's actually a lot of people in What If World who have already learned how to fly, and they've already got their own inventions that could help people to fly. Yeah, okay. But my invention comes from where I come from, the sea. So I'm using all the things at my disposal in the sea to make wings. They're made out of, see this? Ooh. It's made out of the thinnest seaweed and the lightest driftwood. Feel how light this is. Wow, yeah, that's that's very light. Uh, that should uh, help you float, probably. I, I don't really understand much about physics. It's going to be great, but <sighs> so far they are not cooperating. Like I said, obstreperous. Obstreperous. Oh, wow, what a good word. Thanks. Wink. They're kind of my thing. And presumably that's why you climbed up to the top of my spy tower? Because it's pretty dangerous up here. It's kind of a stormy night if you didn't notice. Yeah, but I need to be up in the highest point on the tallest tower on the windiest night in order for my wings to work. Uh, that sounds pretty dangerous, don't you think? Not if I do it right. And just like that, she leapt off the top of the tower. And she started gliding out into the stormy waters. She did seem to be, well, almost flying, but more like falling outwards, gliding faster and faster towards the dark, stormy sea. I've got to do something, said Alabaster, scanning about the top of his tower for something that could help. He saw Stevie Fleasel's flying machine, uh, covered in dust, uh, a pair of Dracomax's paper wings as a backup, uh, oh, one of Wendyana Jones's rocket legs, and that's right, perfect, a pair of circular life preservers, that's what I need. And he grabbed one over each arm and dove towards the water off the edge of his tower. Splash. Wait, I didn't learn your name. Also, I'm coming to rescue you. It's Tuvi, and I'm fine, remember? Uh, I'm a mer-person. Oh, oh. Oh, except I'm not in the water. I crashed into a boat. And yes, indeed, she had crashed into a rowboat. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Quit rocking the boat, my lady. 
said Fred the dog. Personally, I think it was a nice change of pace. I was getting bored, meowed a JF cat. <sighs> this is so discouraging. I just can't figure out how to get my sea wings to work. Oh, you're trying to fly? <laughs> you know, I can fly. Watch this. And Fred started spinning his extra long tongue about. <laughs> now, it did make it difficult for him to talk, but it also helped him fly like a helicopter. I mean, that's pretty cool, but it doesn't make me feel much better about my wings. Oh, don't worry about it. I myself can turn into a rocket ship and blast into outer space. I just never feel like doing it because I'd rather nap. That's on point. Tuvi saw these two random creatures whom she'd never met before flying right before her eyes, whereas her wings that she'd worked so hard to invent and create, learning lots of physics and engineering in the process, and yet here they sat before her, already half-broken. <sighs> I feel like I'm never going to be able to realize this dream of being the first merperson to fly. <laughs> We're getting eaten again, everybody. <laughs> strap in. Fred the dog did strap them around with his tongue, just for extra safety, as the three of them and their entire boat was eaten by a giant, sparkly, purple, spiky, winged whale that came up out of the ocean. What is going on? My name is Neviathan. And I eat everything in my wake, <laughs> which just happened to be you. They were inside the belly of this giant, sparkly, purple, spiky, winged whale, Neviathan. Why did you eat us, Neviathan? Well, really, I'm more of a metaphor for hopelessness than an actual monster who's eating you, if it helps to think of it that way. Really? Because it's pretty stinky and there sure are a lot of fish bones for the belly of a metaphor. Of course there are many bones. I eat lots of fish just like I'm eating you. <laughs> now what's got you feeling? So hopeless that you would summon the Neviathan. Well, I've had this lifelong dream of being the first merperson to fly. And so I learned all these lessons in physics and science and aerodynamics. And I gathered all the materials from under the sea. And I constructed these beautiful wings out of the lightest driftwood and the thinnest seaweed. <sighs> and it still didn't work. So what? You think you're the first person to have the same dream as someone else? If you have trouble, either keep working at it or pick a new dream. It's that simple. A new dream? I'm not opposed to the idea of coming up with a new dream, but it's going to be hard to achieve a new dream here in your stinky belly. <laughs> I've heard that one before. I'll tell you what, I'll agree to spit you out if you'll agree to keep working at it, whatever that it may be. All right, Neviathan, you've got yourself a deal. You spit me out, and I will pursue a new dream. 
I just, uh, please don't spit us out. Uh, I'm smelling some, uh, tuna leftovers here. I want to investigate that. I don't want to- Oh, fine. I'll stay in here. I don't mind a good stink anyway. I'll just fly him out later if that's okay by you. Well, you two aren't hopeless. Well, not in the same way. <laughs> and just like that... <laughs> Nevi then spat out Tuvi all the way towards the shore. Splash! Whew. That was harrowing. And Tuvi saw Alabaster Zero by the same shore. And right next to Alabaster Zero, she saw the broken pieces of her once wings, sitting next to the two circular life preservers that Alabaster Zero had tried to save her with. They had been crashed onto the shore as well. Uh, this counts as me saving you, right? Even though I, I ended up having to be saved by these snakes. And indeed, a bunch of seaside snakes had dragged Alabaster onto shore. And who are you? said the snakes. I'm Tuvi, and I'm an inventor mermaid. Why, an inventor? Oh, that's delightful. We've just always wanted someone to help us with an invention. You see, every time we drag someone up to shore onto safety, we have to continue dragging them all the way home or to the hospital to get their boo-boos tended to. It's so much work. Yeah, that's a real drag. I get it. You know, now that you mention it, when I'm on shore, I have to drag myself around too, and it is really arduous. I wonder if I could invent something that would help us get around without the need to drag ourselves everywhere. Hmm, what would be... She scanned about looking for an idea, and she saw the two little lifesavers, perfect circles right next to the bits and pieces of driftwood, and sitting there, laying beside the pieces, it kind of looked like... What about a bike? If I used these life preservers as wheels, maybe I could invent a bike that would let mermaids and snakes and anybody else who doesn't have feet get around. A bicycle for people without feet? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not an inventor, but this is giving me a headache. But I am an inventor. And as long as you have an idea, an inspiration, the rest is just a matter of invention. And just like that, she got to work. Measuring the seaside snakes and salvaging detritus, flotsam, and jetsam to build the most efficacious bike for footless creatures that had ever been seen. And a few days later, the very first snake ever to ride a bike was seen riding next to the very first mermaid ever to ride a bike. As well as the very first detective to ever ride a bike that was meant for snakes and mermaids. Yeah. This would be easier if I didn't have feet. Yeah, Alabaster Zero, that is precisely the idea. Whee! The end.
did it. (laughs) I don't know why. I have to shout that every time I finish a guest episode. Before we get to Good Words, the podcast, and your music as Miss Lynn, we did include two more questions here. The first was from Neve, who wrote in, What if Fred the dog and JF Cat got eaten by a sea monster? And she describes the sea monster as being purple and sparkly. Wow. And then we have one final question from Reed. What if snakes rode bikes? And... (laughs) And that's what got us to our ending. Now, uh, Miss Lynn, can you tell us a little bit about the awesome things you are up to? You know, I've been making music for kids for, gosh, a long time now. And then a couple years ago, I started the Good Words podcast inspired by a song I wrote about how I love really good words. I take a single word and then spin it off. It's the inspiration for a whole episode of my podcast just from that one word. So like one of the words that we talked about in the story was obstreperous. And I did an episode about the word obstreperous. And can you tell us just a little bit about your music as well? I'm the kind of person that gets songs stuck in my head very easily and it's just a great way to keep those stories with you all the time i have a song about learning to do more things as you get big just like callum is doing right now it's called easy peasy about how things that were really hard when you were littler then you learn how to do them and you master them and then they're easy peasy mac and cheesy. Yeah. Oh, I love I love that one. I'm pretty sure that's from Outside the Lines. It is. And something new, that's the album I think we're going to sample a song from, right? At the end of this episode? Yeah. So I have the title song from my CD, Something New. Um, the song is actually called Make Something New. And it's about taking something old and making something new, which is exactly what Tuvi did in our story today. So thank you again, Lynn, so much. This is a blast. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Eric. This has been so much fun. My absolute pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! Folks at home, you can go to MissLynn.com to find out all about her music and her podcast, Good Words Podcast. And remember, stick around at the end, because we're going to play her song, Make Something New. You can always call or send in your what-if questions, and our patrons can also add to our word bank. Patrons also get a shout-out on the show, ad-free episodes, and access to other great rewards. Now it's time to shout-out Lucas Haggist, who just turned 8 on July 18th. He loves Super Metroid, Minecraft, and music. Then there's Oliver, who is 7 years old and lives in Urbana, Maryland. Oliver loves Pokemon and Greek mythology and has a sister named Nora. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator. Craig Martinson for his theme song. My helper, Miss Lynn. Yes, that Miss Lynn. Desiree McFarlane for her sound design. And all you kids at home who know that failure is just another chance to grow. And until we meet again, keep wondering. How I love to eat oatmeal. Oh, it is unsurpassed. Cause it makes such a wholesome meal. For me to break my fast. When the box is empty with no oatmeal left. It leaves me feeling so sad and bereft. I hold the box above the trash to drop it. When from the other room my brother's voice at once cries, Stop it!
up your eyes, take a look now, don't you see? That empty oatmeal box is full of possibility. Hey, 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 don't just throw it away. There might be something else that we could make from that today. He says, ooh, here's the thing to do. You just take something old, make something new. I could use a true store things, like my ball and jacks, or maybe a coil of string, and some old some tacks. It could be a hideout for my army guys, a cave where they interrogate the spies. Or if you don't have something already, Spend the afternoon making an awesome garbage bag. He says, grab those cans and bottles and that pickleless pickle jar. Oh, we can rock the house with our cereal box guitar. Hey, 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 don't just throw it away. There might be something else that we could make from that today. He says, ooh. Here's the thing to do. You just take something old, make something new. Hey, 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 don't just throw it away. There might be something else that you could make from that today. Here's the thing to do is just take something old, scrape off a little more. Just imagine and behold, make something new. A paper towel roll kazoo, or a tissue box shoe. Coffee can still be too. So many things you could do with imagination and some glue. 